Hey everyone, welcome back to the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin. This is episode 158. Um, This is the first episode I've recorded after elections. And I've kind of taken the time to just, you know, take a step back and really think about things, really think about how how things happened um, locally. I think um, there's a lot of good and bad that came out of the elections. I'm. I tend to be a uh, optimistic person myself, <clears throat> all the time, trying to look at the silver lining in things, and um, and I guess throughout this time, throughout these past this past year and a half, almost two years, you know, I've gotten to know a lot of the uh, progressive candidates candidates here in uh, Northwest Arkansas and also in Arkansas um, pretty closely, um, and. Some were able to to win the re-elections. Some lost their elections as well. Um, losing is is really tough, you know, for me to see. For folks, you know, that have put in the work, that have been there, that have shown up. Um, so that was very difficult um, to see um, happen a lot locally for progressive candidates. Um, but we know that you know that's how things usually are. Whenever there's a Democrat president, or whenever um, voter turnout is not what it's what we would like for it to be um me personally um i feel that um people weren't as motivated to show up to vote um specifically talking about people of color here in northwest arkansas um not like we would want them to be sure i mean i was there on election day and i saw you know there was a pretty big turnout of people of color, um, but it just didn't get to the point where we needed to be to elect certain folks into um, positions of power in Northwest Arkansas. And currently I'm still trying to really think about, you know, why that is, like what needs to be done? How do we need to motivate people? Um, And I know a lot of it doesn't fall on me. You know, a lot of it also falls on like national Democrats or, or Democrats in general that, you know, promise certain things and, and they don't and they don't deliver um, and then people just don't show up. You know, I know um, that there's a lot of folks that didn't want to vote simply because it wasn't a presidential year. And, and, you know, the folks that I did come across, I did tell them why it was important to to vote as well. So um, I did see some of those folks did show up. But, you know, there's still a lot of folks that have that mindset um, that think that that uh, this election year is not important. But it is. Um, for me, I was I was very uh, sad to see that my friend uh, Dr. Diana Gonzalez Worthen did not get elected as our first um, progressive Latina state representative in our state's history. Just because you know, um, I don't know her her uh, opponent personally. I just know that she's not someone that's very visible in our community. Um, doesn't really have a history here. Um, and, and I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what happened there. Um, and, you know, ultimately, I think that um, people showed up for the other candidate. And I think specifically, you know, conservative people always show up to vote. They just do. And within the other side of the political stratosphere, um, you know, with conservatives, um, I mean, we're not with conservatives, with progressives and, and all other folks, you know, that identify as left-leaning. 
there's a lot of conflict there. There's a lot of conflict there, and I feel like conversations need to be had in order for people to be on the same page because I know a lot of leftists that didn't vote also, you know, and, and, and they give their they give their reasoning um, saying that um, voting won't make a big difference like organizing will, and I understand that, but I'm, I'm a subscriber to that organizing and both voting, um, both should be done. I believe that you can make change from the inside, but also make change from the outside, but I completely understand why folks would think that way. I feel like there's been a lot of trust that has been lost throughout the years in regards to political offices, in regards to uh, people in these positions, so I don't really blame them. Um, but I do want to work towards you know, figuring out how we can get on the same page. Um, I know nationally speaking, there wasn't the red wave that people you know, were promising us. They were saying for sure, you know, Biden's doing this, Biden's doing that and for sure a red wave is coming. That didn't happen. And, you know, and people are dumbfounded by it, but it didn't happen. But what did happen in Arkansas is that, um, and I wasn't hoping for a blue wave. You know, I was just hoping that we would elect good people into these positions. And, you know, a lot of people didn't win the races. People that could have made a big difference um, a positive difference in our community, in our state, you know, starting off with Dr. Diana Gonzalez-Worthen. I just feel she's so perfect for that job. You know, she's, um, she has a history here in our, in our state, in, in our community. Um, she's been helping people for so long. She's, um, she just has everything. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, she runs again in the future and, uh, and we're able to figure out, you know, what went wrong there. Um, just because I, I know the positive difference that she would have and how she would, you know, bring other people up. Like she did with me whenever I ran back in 2016. Um, she was one of my biggest supporters and was always trying to find ways to help me. Um, and that was when she wasn't an elected official. Imagine what she could do as an elected official and how many other people she could, you know, give a platform to and, and help elevate and help just give a voice to sometimes, you know. Um, so that that one made me sad. We were helping out her campaign, making phone calls um, that that day um, and talking to people also um, throughout the day, just getting people to show up for her. And people did, um, just not the numbers that we would have that we would have wanted. Um, and I hope that she runs again in the future and and that, you know, she still uh, can become that first ever, but we just have to work harder. Uh, we have to figure out what went wrong and uh, and work towards that. But, you know, it was a fair race, so congratulations to the person that won. Um, and I hope they do good. And if they don't, we'll be there to call them out, call them in, call them out probably. Um, another person that I uh, was really sad that didn't win was Josh Moody. Um, Josh Moody had been showing up everywhere. Um, he's been talking to people, you know, not only just progressives, conservatives, everybody. You know, he's been uh, listening to people. Um, and the most important thing is that he's been showing up. And he was so close. I know that the early voting was saying that he was that he was winning. And when, he, when I saw that, that was that made me really happy. I even tweeted about it. And just to see him lose also, you know, after all the hard work, it's uh, really disappointing. But 
he did a good job. A lot of these candidates did a good job. You know, um, the folks that showed up, that used the social media to their advantage, that were reaching out to people for different perspectives and different understanding of different issues, that actually tried, you know. And, and for me, one of the things that's disheartening is just seeing how, you know, a lot of these conservative politicians, they don't even try. Like, they don't even, they don't show up to forums, they don't show up to debates, they don't show up to our communities, um, but somehow they get elected. And what really makes me, like, what's really concerning sometimes is that, you know, the folks that vote for these politicians, for these conservative politicians, most of the time, they don't even, they don't even benefit from it, you know? the the folks that are barely making ends meet and identify as Republican and vote for Republicans, like they're not getting the tax cuts. They're not the folks that are that are uh, somehow getting new programs that are helping their families put food on the table. Um, all these different things that that you know people vote against themselves. And for me, that's one of the <laughs> most disheartening things because, you know, myself, I ran as a Democrat when I ran, and um, I'm not a, a registered person of the Democratic Party. I'm not a registered uh, member. Um, and the, the reason why I'm not is because I like to stay um, neutral because of my community efforts and work. I want people to be able to trust my judgment in regards to who to vote for or who to support. Um, and I feel that's important. But I do identify more with Democrat politics simply because, you know, I care about access to health care. I care about immigration reform. I care about a human's right to choose. Um, so for me, it's all about morality. It's all about um, supporting issues that I feel help people at the same time create an equal playing field for people and a lot of the times most of the time i get it i am parallel with democrat politics but i'm not the kind of person that tells everybody to vote you know vote all blue just because i know that there's folks you know in our community um that uh, are democrats and maybe are not at my best interest or the interest of the community for example, you know, when Sheriff Tim Helder had uh, 287G active in Washington County, he was a registered Democrat. So how can I tell people vote all blue when there's folks who um, support programs that hurt our communities? Can't do that. It's irresponsible of me. And if I were to do that, I hope someone would call me out because or call me in. Be nice about it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, I, that's that's one of the reasons why I can't do that. Um but at the same time, you know, I've gotten to know a lot of these people that are running as Democrats, whether it being for county judge, for justice of the peace, state representative, um, lieutenant governor, governor too, and and I'm a pretty good judge of character. Um, I feel like I'm pretty good at seeing if someone is a good person that has good intentions, and a lot of these candidates were, you know, they were good people. I'm talking about them like they're dead. They're not dead, but. Um, you know, they, they're good people that have good intentions, that want to help people. And that's why I was very vocal. You know, I was confident um, to talk publicly about supporting 
um, Diana, to talk about uh, Kelly Kraut, Chris Jones, um, Josh Moody, uh, because of that, because of the fact that I know that they're good people and, um, and I feel good about them. Trust me, throughout these years that I've been involved in politics here in Arkansas, I've gotten to know some people that are nice and some people that are not nice and some people that are just doing it for their own ego, um, some people that uh, care about just elevating their name and they don't care about people like they should. Um, and I stay away from those people. I don't endorse them. You know, I don't interact with them as much as I, I can avoid it because sometimes it's hard to. But there's good people out there running and I know that me personally, I'll probably be uh, confused as a Democrat a lot of the time simply because of the spaces that I'm in. Um, but just know that I'm all about just supporting candidates that are good people, that care about people, and that want to uh, level up the, uh, the playing field, want to eat metal, create an equal playing field for folks to be able to have jobs, to be successful, to be happy with their families and with themselves in this country. That's what I care about, equality. Um, so I'll continue supporting those candidates that are doing that. You know, um, that's the most important thing to me. Um, one of the important things that also came out of these elections is that two people that have been on this podcast um, are having a runoff, which is cool, which I like to see. Uh, first, uh, Alice Gachuso, who ran for city council in Springdale, um, she was able to come in in second place out of four uh, male Caucasian, well, three uh, male Caucasian candidates. Um, she was able to come in second, which means that she has a runoff on December 6th. And I think that's so cool because um, that's, that's an example of, you know, of all the people that came out to vote. Specifically, I feel like people of color really helped um, – really helped Alice get past that finish line and put herself in the position where um, where she's going to be able to uh, have a runoff. And so Alice Gachuso got second place. And first place is Brian Powell, who is the current city councilman of Springdale. And, um, and yeah, I was so happy because Alice, I think she posted on Facebook. I think she had seen the early early voting results, and she had posted on Facebook saying that she had uh, lost and she wasn't in the race anymore. But then I saw on, on Twitter how someone had posted like the most updated results and had her at second place, and wow, like that made me so happy. But one because Alice has worked so hard. Like I've I've seen her knock doors, you know. I've seen her at all these community gatherings. Sometimes things don't go her way in regards to like her personal life, but she's still out there, you know putting in the work, helping people, um, helping people of all walks of life. I've seen, I've seen her just, you know, extend her hand uh, of whatever low resources she might have at that time and, and help people. And, and these are people of all ethnicities, all walks of life. And, uh, and that's why I support her because I know she's a good person. Um, and her runoff is on December 6th. So this is a reminder for everyone um, that's listening in Springdale uh, if you are a registered voter, you'll be able to vote for her on December 6th. That's Election Day. But um, a week before, you'll be able to, well, that's next week, you'll be able to, to vote early vote for her. So I think early voting is at the Washington County Courthouse. I'm still trying to figure out where Election Day voting will be. I'll make sure to keep everybody updated on our social medias on that. Um, but December 6th, if you vote in Springdale, 
Make sure that you vote for um, Alice Cachuso for Springdale City Council. If elected, she'd be the first African-American in our city's history to ever be a part of, this, of the city council. Um, and she'd be the first woman of color as well. But most importantly, she'll be the most visible city council woman uh, that anyone has ever seen in the city of Springdale. And by that, I mean a person that actually shows up to our events, that actually shows up to places. Most of the time, until I did my own research, I had no idea who our city council people were because I never see them anywhere. Never. And for me, that's disappointing. And I feel if you're in that position, I know what I would do. You know, if, if I was elected into that position, I would go to as many events as possible. Uh, maybe do a little town hall every month or so where people can come ask me questions or I can, you know, Instead of, because I feel like people just rely, uh, oh, there's a city council meeting happening once a month. If you want anything, show up that day. If you want to do anything, show up that day. And it's at 6 p.m. or 4 or 5 p.m. And a lot of the times that's not accessible for people. You know, people just get out of work. They have to go home, make food for their kids, pick up their kids from school, all these different things. Um, and it becomes difficult to access. And people can watch it online, and that's good. But... Um, I would like to be a more accessible person, and I know that Alice would do that. Alice would be a accessible city councilwoman that you could rely on and that will definitely listen you out. So, uh, like I said, December 6th, in case you don't early vote next week, that's the last day. If you live in Springdale and you're a registered voter, you'll be able to vote for, for Alice Gachuso because in Springdale, it doesn't matter what ward you live in, you can actually vote for anybody. You can vote for all the city council elections, which is I don't think that's that's how it should be. Honestly, I feel like you should be able to just vote for your ward. Um, but the rules are this way at this moment. So we got to make the best of these rules and we got to show up. So make sure you show up for her. Also, another another uh, person that we had on this podcast who um, is running for office and has her own runoff as well is Blanca Maldonado, who is running for uh, the Bentonville School Board, District 3, her runoff is also on December 6th. So um, if you live in her ward, which in Bentonville, it, it does, like the city council, the city council that the uh, school board does go per ward, so you have to live in her ward to be able to vote for her. But if you already went to vote and you saw her on your ballot when you voted regularly, then you can vote for her again in the runoff election. So make sure you show up for her. If you live in Ward 3, of the Benville School Board, vote for Blanca Maldonado. Um, she is a great person who also has, you know, a lot of community leanings. Um, she's been able to uh, interact with so many people in her community um, through her entrepreneurship and overall just community support, allyship. She's a good person. That's another good person there who has good intentions, uh, cares about representation, cares about equality, cares about helping people. And these are the kind of people that we need in these positions, you know, even from from the governorship all the way down to, you know, the, the actual school board um, and the Bentonville school board, which is really big. It's important. We need representation. Vote for Blanca Maldonado on December 6th worth early voting as well. Um, and hopefully, you know, next time we have her here, um, she can be an elected official. I think that'd be so cool if we can have Blanca and, and Alice both be elected officials next time. Um, and we'll even do an episode specifically for them. I think that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my mind is at uh, in regards to elections. Um, 
there's I'm, I'm I'm happy also another cool thing is that Arizona uh, was able to pass prop 308 um, which uh, guarantees them in-state tuition for undocumented folks that was cool I saw it the other day um, People in Arizona have been some of my biggest motivation in regards to organizing. I'm glad that I've gotten to meet a lot of them throughout the years, whether it being at conventions um, or, you know, I have met Eric Andiola, who's a probably the, the most well-known organizer um, in Arizona or maybe our country as well. She's been doing it for a long time undocumented organizer and uh they've just been doing it for a long time so i'm happy you know that they were able to to finally get this um to happen and i'm and i'm happy for the folks that will be able to have the opportunity to go to school without paying you know triple the tuition that a citizen pays so that makes me happy for them so congrats to arizona and congrats to the folks from i believe the organization is called aliento in arizona so Congrats to them. Um, but yeah, I think I took a little a little week break. Um, I didn't do a podcast episode last week. I We did put one up, but it was from, from uh, the week prior. Um, I just needed a break. I feel like I needed to recharge my batteries a little bit because, you know, for the past uh, two years, almost two years, I've been knocking on doors almost every weekend um, in Springdale and sometimes in Rogers. And uh, just trying to get people registered to vote. So um, I feel like when it got closer to uh, elections and people, you know, were, were starting to go out to, to canvas like in the uh, last two weeks or so. And I was getting all these different uh, requests to go help and to to go do this or to go do that. To be honest, I was kind of exhausted. I was like, I've been doing this already for two years. You know, I'm doing my own thing here. But at the same time, it's, I feel like... Um, Anytime that we get more people out to to vote, uh, get them registered to make sure they show up to vote, then that's a good thing. You know, if if the actual um, voting um, makeup actually looks like like the community, you know, that it's supposed to represent. So I didn't do a lot. I didn't do I didn't canvas for any candidate or anything um, just because I really wanted to just stick to my organizing with five forward of, of just going to every house and registering people to vote. And I saw a lot of them at the polls, which made me um, really happy to see. Congrats also, not congrats, but thank you to the uh, poll workers and the uh, translators that were at the uh, at the voting locations. Because I know that's a lot of hard work. Shout out to my friend Gabby, who was there, Gabby Trevino, who was there um, helping folks out. Um, and all the other folks that, that were there as well. Um, I think it's, a beautiful thing that we have in Springdale where, you know, there's folks that want to show up and, and, uh, help people, you know, that don't speak English or that don't feel comfortable because it can be intimidating to go vote for the first time. If you're not ready, you know, when I went for the first time, I was a little intimidated, but here I am, you know, uh, English speaker born here and, uh, and might have more awareness of the system the first time I went, you know, to vote. So I understand what folks, you know, I get messages um, all the time during election season of people that would be that would be asking me, um, you know, what do I do? Where do I start? Like, who do I vote for? I sent out over 200 uh, candidate um, recommendation um, lists. So I created lists for Springdale, for Fayetteville, for Lowell, and for Rogers, and for Bentonville. Um, but it was just a light list for Bentonville. 
And I sent over 200 of those to folks, you know, that would send me messages and say, hey, who do I vote for? Look, me personally, I would like for people to do their own research and make their own judgment. But I also understand that maybe some people don't have time with that or they don't feel comfortable or don't feel really um, they don't feel like like they even if they did the research, they would know who the good candidate is. Um, so I sent out those lists of people that I recommend. You know, I recommended folks from from all the way from governor to city council. And just based on my research and my research was uh, Facebook websites and uh, and Google searches just on different things. On, on news articles and stuff like that. So um, I sent out those lists and people did show up to vote because um, I follow up with them afterwards. I was like, hey, how did it go? And almost everyone told me, you know, their experience. Um, so I was really happy about that. And I'll continue doing that every year, maybe in a more official way next time instead of just sending out um, screenshots with <laughs> Uh, there's an option on, on on Facebook Messenger where if you sent a picture, it lets you edit it before. And I would just uh, use a green um, green color and mark over the people that I that I support. And I'm grateful that people trust me, you know, to even <laughs> to take my uh, recommendations. Just know that everybody that I recommend on there, I have done my research. I'm not just putting green marks on anything. So. I was really happy that I was able to send all those out. Um, and I don't know what it looks like for me this year in regards to voter registration. I don't know if how, if I'll continue doing that or not because I have some things that some projects coming up, which I'm excited to tell you all about. But in the meantime, um, just I hope that if you aren't registered to vote, that you do that, you know, ASAP. You can do that now, even if elections are over. For the most part, you can still go to the to the Washington County Courthouse, Benton County Courthouse, and get registered to vote, or just send me a message. Um, and I, I still have forms in my car. Um, I feel like maybe I just need to clear, clear those out because I have too many, and maybe just keep like five, you know, at a time. Uh, if you look at the back of my car, I need to clean my car. If you look at the back of my car right now, it's a mess. There's uh, fight forward signs all over. I might have some some. Um, some campaign signs from folks that, that they gave me those uh, and some cards and, and voter registration forms and like a biscuit from like come and go uh, here and there. It, it's been it's been a messy time, but it's definitely worth it. I'm looking forward to continuing to build and work in our community, whether that being voter registration or just simply, you know, voter education um, and also talking to folks, you know, that have been that have been. Um, in trouble with the law and, and want to get their voting rights back, uh, I want to dive more into that and see how many folks we can get, you know, make sure that they're good and, and ready to, re to ready to, to get registered to vote again. All these different things. So once again, you know, vote for, for Blanca Maldonado on Decem December 6th. Vote for Alice Gachuso on December 6th if you live in Springdale and Bentonville. We need to get those two women elected, and uh, I'm excited for the future. I'm like I said, I'm a very optimistic person. So if you expected me to come on here and just cry about, um, you know, all the losses <laughs> that happened in, in Washington County in regards to uh, progressive candidates losing, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to see, OK, where are we at now and what can we do to change things or better things in the future? Um, we need definitely need to get more people of color uh, voting and we need to really wake up the giant in Springdale, you know, and, and, and get folks motivated to show up for candidates and 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 
and excited. I think that's, I think for me, that's, I think that's what we have to work on the most is exciting people, you know, about candidates. Um, and I feel like I have a good way of, of possibly doing that. So I'm looking forward to implementing that. And also, I just wanted to remind everybody off topic, off politics, but um, we started again with our third annual uh, DACA scholarship fund. And I just kind of wanted to give a little bit of information about that. Um, I just did an a interview with Univision Arkansas, which should come out today or tomorrow. And then on Saturday, I'm doing an interview with KNWA, so I'll, and I'll be talking to them about the scholarship and everything. Um, they reached out to me, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, so this DACA scholarship started three years ago. This is the third uh, annual uh, scholarship fund. And uh, just so you know, what we do is um, we create a GoFundMe, and I bug people on social media for uh, two months, and uh, and I pretty much um, tell them that um, you know these these funds are going to our DACA scholarships, and uh, and each DACA scholarship is is four hundred and ninety five dollars. Just so you know, because that's how much they have to pay to USCIS, so that they can renew their work permit that lasts either two years, three years, or a year. Um, so folks are always needing help with this. I get asked about help for this throughout the entire year, but I only have time to really focus on it at the end of the year. And I think eventually I do want the scholarship to be a little bit more official, uh, and it'd be more of a, of a more organized thing with more people, uh, involved. Um, right now it's just myself and my friend, uh, Gabby Trevino, who helps me review the emails and, and uh, so we, so I, I fast forward a little bit too much. Okay, so we fundraise on GoFundMe. People can donate there, um, and um, and then once we raise all this money, then my friend uh, Gabby will help me with the next step, which is um, when I start fundraising money, and when I start, yeah, when I start fundraising money, I also make a post on all my social media saying, hey, if you're a documented person that need help, that needs help with your DACA renewal money, the 495, send me an email and just tell me about your situation. So I created a new email. It's now help at gmail.com. And uh, and there, they people will send me emails, you know, telling me their situation, whether it being like an economic situation or what's going on with their family, you know, why they're having trouble paying the 495. Look, if you don't really have a situation like that and you just need help, that's okay. You can email me too. Like we do go based on on need, you know, on, on the people that need it the most. And that's just based on everybody's scenario. So that's why I told myself I can't do that just by myself. I feel like my judgment might not necessarily be the best. You know, I, I don't uh, – I have to look at it from a way where it's like, okay, this shouldn't just be my my decision. So that's why I asked Gabby to join me, and she's been doing it since last year where we review the emails together and then we kind of just agree on some based on how much money we fundraise. So Gabby was able to help me out last year. We went through the emails and she was able to tell me, hey, this person you know, is going through this and this and this. We definitely need to help them. So we prioritize that person. Look, last time we were able to help out almost everyone, you know, uh, almost everyone that lived in Arkansas and that needed the help because all, all their stories were, you know, they were tough. There are folks that, that are just trying to make it work, and they don't have that extra 495 to pay for their DACA renewal. Um, so we were able to help them. Throughout the past two years, I think we fundraised just a little bit over $17,000. Um, 
the goal this year is 10,000 at the moment. Um, last year we did like 6,000 or 7,000. I forgot. Um, but the goal this year is, is 10,000 right now. I believe at this moment of this recording, we're at 3,445. And that's enough to cover uh, six DACA, six full DACA renewals, and we're getting close to, for the seventh. Um, so once we review, you know, those emails, Gabby and I, um, we'll go ahead and pick the people, and we will get there just for it to be like very transparent. We get their their uh, phone number and their address. That way, that we can have that information, you know, in case that ever comes up. Um, where we can reach them, follow up with them, and uh, and when it gets close to, to to Christmas, then and we decide, you know, who we're gonna pick, we'll send out the money orders. Kind of like it can be either early or a, or a late Christmas gift for folks. You know, they receive, you know, their full DACA scholarship in the mail, paid for. Um, the goal is after we send out the checks, we do want to do a free DACA clinic, probably uh, sometime in, in January where we'll have our attorney friends come in um, and, and pretty much help them out with the whole process so they don't have to pay any money. Because if we provide the DACA scholarship, the full DACA scholarship for them, and then our lawyer friends come in for free to help you know, folks you know, review everything and put the stuff in the envelope and get, it ready, get ready to send, send out, um, they, they uh, save themselves either hundreds or thousands of dollars what, what normally costs when you would just go to any random attorney to get help. Um, so we do our best to provide that. And I feel very blessed because we have good people in our community that are, are uh, experts, you know, on, on um, immigrant uh, paperwork, immigration paperwork. Um, and, and we've done that in the past with folks from our uh, immigrant rights organization, Equipo, who volunteered, the women um, who did most of the paperwork. And, you know, my wife, Mayra uh, Esquivel, who also helped out with that process, you know, supervising everything. She's because she's an expert on on all immigration paperwork for the most part. So it really is a community effort. Um, our goal here is just to provide opportunity for people to be able to, um, you know, not have to stress about paying that 495 because it's stressful. Not everybody has 495 around uh, just lying around, you know. It's a lot of money. So if we can provide that relief for people, that's what we're here to do. So if you want to donate, um, the GoFundMe is pinned on my Twitter profile. Um, just look up Irving Camacho, Irving Camacho. It's all over my, uh, it's on my bio on Instagram and it's on my Facebook. And I'll be sharing it um, a lot throughout, you know, this month and the month after. Um, trying to get people to donate and trying to get people to, um, you know, apply for the scholarship. So, Please make a donation. Please share it on social media if you can. Um, and uh, let's help people out this Christmas time. You know, let's relieve some stress from some folks and let's um, and let's show up as a community together in all ways. You know, not only this fundraiser, but in voting for these two candidates. Um, the next few weeks, we'll be out canvassing, phone banking, um, and be being very vocal on social media about... Um, voting for Alice. So look out for that. Um, we might come to your door and, and uh, talk to you about Alice and uh, be nice to us. <laughs> uh, but thank you all for listening. I just wanted to do this episode just to kind of get you all a little bit about where my mind is at the moment. Um, a lot of good things happening in our community. It's really cold outside. My body's hurting for some reason with this cold. 
Uh, just I, I, once I hit 30, things just started going downhill. That's just my opinion. But uh, thank you all for listening. That's the end of episode 158 this week. Next week, we'll have uh, Mariano Quinones from Hunger in Action. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, should be a good episode about a uh, community boxing event that they're having uh, next month uh, called uh, Guns Down, Gloves Up, which I think is so cool. You know, they're taking the initiative to, you know, tell the community, you know, put the guns down and put the gloves up. Let's do something positive with with whatever energy you have, you know, and get in the boxing gym. So I'm excited about the interview. Thank you all for listening and we'll catch you all next week. Thank you.